Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! 
Welcome to the magic show tonight. Ooh, I feel good. I feel inspired. Time's up. Time's up, Jesse. Your time is up. Yep. Mm. I'm tired of being harassed sexually in this world. Mentally, I'm tired of being mentally harassed. Uh, I'm tired of being mind raped is what I'm tired of. So time's up, Jabes. Time is the fuck up. I, I need a button. I need one of those buttons. I want to put it on everything. On your clothes? Yep. Every, everywhere that I have. I want to I want to wear it like I like I'm a waiter at Fridays. I, I want some flair and I want to wear that like I'm a waiter at Fridays. Time's up seems like just this really cool thing that everyone's doing. I don't know, man. I, I you it's know just I, this bandwagon bullshit. Yeah. Like. And, and it's like we we're by the way, we we're talking about the Golden Globes last night, um, for the audience at home. And uh I just I watched that. And I think to myself, all right, you're going to bring activists is what they did. The, the, all the, the women, the bigger actresses, I guess, the, the most famous yeah, ones who was, could afford it. Who was, it was Michelle Williams' idea. You know it was that little yeah. dummy's idea yeah. to bring activists, women activists, for their dates. Right. And they all talked about their causes and mm-hmm. all that shit, mm-hmm. which would have been fine. Sure. H- however... You have all of these victims who came forward and who have, you know, they've been praised by people like Michelle Williams and everybody else for being so brave and so everything. Why not take the victims? Why right. not take the victims to the Golden Globes? I, I don't understand what, what, what that was. Um, and a lot of it seemed like I wanted to be like cooler than everybody else. Like I brought the best activist. It did seem like it was one upping. It was every they were... conversation was one upping mm-hmm. the a- activists of like, mm-hmm. Um, and then Seacrest felt awkward. Like he had to interview these Listen, fucking people. Every guy felt awkward, right? Jeez. Do you think they did? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was one of those nights where you didn't see Clooney, you didn't Mm-mm. see Pitt, Mm-mm. you didn't see the big guns there. You didn't see Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, no. Ben Affleck. Um, you didn't see. Oh, Damon wasn't there. No, you didn't see any of the A-listers in Hollywood. None. Was downsizing. Downsizing was not nominated, mm-hmm. but also But Matt, the girl was there. Matt Damon is going through his own shit. Oh yeah. yes, oh yes. With with you know all the women saying that his remarks against sexual abuse and what he may or may not have known against Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. um, you know, that he that, that Matt Damon's a shit bag. Uh that's been, you know, going on for the last month. So, you know, I was as I watched it last night, I was I was looking for the men, like the 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 big guys, you know, mm-hmm. and they weren't there. Mm-hmm. The only ones that seemed to be there uh, were like Hanks, the guys that were actually nominated. Right. Um, usually, you know, there's a star-studded group of presenters. It's a party. If you've, you know, if yeah. you're an actor and you get to go, you go. Uh, Clooney produces a lot of movies. Brad Pitt produces a lot of movies. Um, they had movies nominated. They weren't there. It just seems strange. And then Angelina Jolie was there, mm-hmm. who she popped her little head out that little weasel popped her head out mm. for a for a night out on the town and it seemed odd because she hasn't had a movie out in fucking years at this point i don't think um her son did which which is she has six kids oh the oldest one maddox pick a pick a pick a, 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 a race there, just guess one because I don't know. I think they're all like of some kind of Asian. Yeah, they're all they're all mixed. Asian, Cambodian, something, right? Well, I think I think there's there's like a black one. I think mm-hmm. uh, 
So it's the first one that they uh, they picked up. They have a white child too. Like they've got a whole. Yeah, they've got everybody. They've got every mix of race across. Mm -hmm. They're inclusive. The globe. Yeah. 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 But she was there. What was the kid in? Do you know what was her? What was Maddox? Produced a movie. You're kidding. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like she couldn't even get him to to set like on time she was like doing this for him and he was not having it it was the most disgusting thing i've ever heard but um uh, something about my father my father something bets some kind of yeah his father's brad pitt (laughs) i know but it was like (laughs) and he he called the cops on brad pitt for being drunk on that plane so it's like all right (laughs) right um, you know, what, fucking not a. without my father or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Call me by your father's yeah, name. Yeah, it was something like that. God. Anyways, but anyway, he produced it. That fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Well, look, there's, huh. there's, there's gun through my interesting my, my list of twenty-seven movies and see how many producers are on each one. Fuck, I could probably add you at home for the right amount of money. Right. Right. For the right amount of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely add you to no, the producer he, list. He didn't uh, do anything. What a crock of shit. Um, but the, yeah, the whole night's uh, look, we'll recap it here in a second and really, really dive into it. Uh, the whole night was strange, really fucking strange. And uh, I, I definitely want to chat about it, in particular, the Oprah, the Oprah moments, um, because I, I don't think I think if you don't have that, I don't know if you have a show last night. Yeah, I mean. We'll go, over, I, we'll go over. We'll go over it, just it, like, rushing everybody through you know, everything. I, and... Everybody's talking about it today, and it's like you know, looking back on it today, I was like, man, I, fuck, I don't know if you even have a show last night. Like that's that's of any value or whatever. But no, what would you talk about? I, I don't know. But again, no. we'll we'll get into the sponsors first, and then we'll, we'll dive into this because uh, there were some highlights. There were some real lowlights last night, and you 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 know. You're coming to the right place to get the lowlights. Um, first up, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. Black Rifle Coffee is a premium roast-to-order coffee. They make it straight from the the tin bowl. The teat of the coffee cow. The teat of the is coffee house. Is that how house. it works? Or? Yeah. What, yeah. They've got a, a coffee cow over uh-huh. there. Um, yeah. They squeeze the teats. First to do it. And... Um, <laughs> And they really, really chunk out all the coffee. First in flight. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot like the Wright brothers over there. But uh-huh. it's, uh, it's Evan Hafer, Matt Best, Jared Taylor, and the boys bringing you the finest coffee on the goddamn planet. The beauty is, if you listen to the sister show, Drinking Bros, Drinking Bros is only good for one use. It's, it's only good. That promo code is only oh. good for one use. So therefore, you've got to use Revolution to get that 20% off now. A lot gotcha. of people don't know that. Gotcha. I'm spilling the beans. <laughs> oh, you did it! You I did it! Nailed it! You did it! I you did it! I didn't think it. you were gonna do it, but you did it. I did. I do it every time. Um, so go to blackriflecoffee.com. Seriously, they've got a the finest coffee on the on the the planet. Uh, I've got a subscription to it. We get goddamn nine boxes every month. That's no lie. We get those K cups. Um, it's about four dollars cheaper than Costco. Ships right to your fucking door. You don't have to. You don't have to go anywhere. And uh, they've got a bunch of delicious blends um flavor i used to call them flavors i still do call them flavors do you yeah step it up buddy Uh, you're on the coffee train now you're on the coffee train i'll still call it flavors probably (laughs) um it is what it is uh go to blackriflecoffee.com 
Uh, type in the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. For real, it is it is the best coffee ever. Um, I'm just I was just one of those guys who never knew about coffee, and then I had good coffee, and I was like, oh man, it really is different. And you saw how much went into it when Evan made you like a coffee that took two hours yeah. to make, and it was amazing, it was right? But incredible. yeah, I don't I don't have two hours every morning, so I get I have a sure, K cup. The closest thing yeah. that we can get to that kind of coffee is a black rifle, punching a hole in that motherfucker, and sure, just and you know drizzling and go and dripping and drip drip. Um. Next up, we've got straightrazors.com. Straightrazors.com is the premier razor game in the biz. Um, You know, if you need water uh, to shave with, then, well, then you're like all of us. Uh, If you don't need water to shave with, you're pretty fucked up. Um, This definitely isn't for you. If you're an electric shaving guy, if, if there is anybody out there, um, I've uh, introduced me to him because I, I've never, I have not met an electric raising shaver in a long time. Uh, I tried, I tried it once as a youth. I think I was maybe in, I don't know, fucking 10th grade and it was, it was fucking weird. Um, I, I don't know anybody who uses an electric razor. That's why you should go to straightrazors.com. Get yourself a straight razor. Find a straight razors in the biz. Uh, straightrazors.com has got uh, they got amazing kits. They got the number one ranked aftershave in the world, number one ranked cologne. Uh, if you're nervous about using a straight razor for the first time, they got safety razors, which are just kind of like your your other razors, except uh, the blade is so good that uh, it takes about a day and a half off your shaving. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off, and get yourself a nice kit. Next up, we've got Strikeforce. Energy.com. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. That was a lot of, it was an extra boom in there tonight, I feel like. <laughs> Who's counting, though? Really? You guys at home? True Thanks. story. Uh, I've been working 900 hours for weeks now at this point, and I, I, I think I OD'd on Strike Force yesterday. What happens when you OD? Uh, my, my heart. Felt Stops. Like it, it felt no the the opposite. <laughs> oh oh, it felt like it was jumping out of my chest, and oh. I was like, oh no, this is the danger zone. I had t- I, I I had too many. I forget how strong it is, how strong strike force energy is. Yeah, you only need one. Yeah, the problem is it's it's delicious. So like when you have it, you're like, oh man, I can have another one, no big deal, another big deal, no big deal. You start speeding up all your shit, and you're like, oh man, I'm fucked up. Uh, I'm telling you, stick to one strike force. Don't, don't you dare try two until you're ready. And I'm look, I've been drinking this shit for two years and I'm still not ready for two. I thought I was, I thought I was too. And I'm not definitely not ready for it. Uh, strike force energy has got four delicious flavors. They got lemon, they got orange and they got make America grape again and original. Uh, they've also got a subscription on the month club. They'll ship it right to your fucking house. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. Rip it open, squeeze it in, and I'm like, you pop lemon, you move it today. Rip it and grip it. I feel like everybody knows that, you know. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Type in the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. Sip it and tip it. Yeah, grab it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. Sip it and tip it. Set and forget it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. All right. So I might have had some before we got on the show. Okay. Whatever. I'm, Full I'm not, disclosure. I'm, I'm not your fucking H&M monkey, you know? Uh, that's an inside joke. Mm. Uh, in, ca- in case you're uh, 
you're new to the the news today. It was a young African American child wearing what? What did the what did the shirt say? It said "Coolest Monkey in the Jungle." Yeah, and it was just an ad, and it was like a four year old kid. And uh, the the weekend was like, "I am offended. I'll never fucking buy H and M again." And it's like, you know, the kid's four years old. His parents were obviously there at the shoot. It's not like they fucking ripped this kid, you know? Yeah, out I, of the woods. Like I I didn't I saw the shirt breeze right through it. Like sure, it's a kid. Every kid has a, either a monkey toy get, yeah. or a monkey shirt mm-hmm. or fucking watches Curious George. Like, they crawl around like monkeys. They climb over. They, we call them monkey. monkey. Those fucking barrel of monkeys that yeah. our kid plays with all the goddamn time. Like monkey pajamas, sheets, everything. Like, And no point do I ever think of like, oh, man, there's blatant racism on a fucking three-year-old child. Like, I, That's crazy to me. It's a little crazy that it got past so many people. Photographer, stylist, mom. If to me, to me personally, <laughs> to me personally, if it you if you didn't point some... that out, right? Yeah, like I I, I never would have blinked twice about thinking looking at that shirt. Yeah, yeah. I just cause I I guess I look at little kids differently, and that, this is the God's honest truth. I look at them differently, where it's like, man, they they don't. No little kid is trying to be racist or nobody's mm-hmm. trying to be racist towards a little kid or. Right. I just don't see that shit to mm-hmm. me. Um, so I don't know, man. Fucking hell ensued, though. Yeah. Hell ensued tonight. Well, who'd hell ensue? Listen. Yeah, exactly. H&M. Weinstein, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hey, we're getting, we're talking about the Globes. Globes were last night. Globes. Globless. This the is the God after. Levis. This is the after, after, after party. <laughs> uh, all right. So let, let's get to the highlights first before we get to the the lowlights. Okay. Um, the show was what what yeah what the opening I thought it was going to be. Um, Seth Meyers, he was decent. Like I, I didn't have any issues with him. wasn't very wasn't too political. Went after the people in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, he was fine, but just kind of boring. Like it just kind of boring, but kind of a snooze. I think it was the right. If you give Ricky Gervais, tone, yeah, that material this year. Oh shit! Congratulations, you're 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 getting you're looking at a twenty minute opener that fucking crushes. He's gonna be drinking souls. the whole time. Yep. Crushes people's souls. I, I liked when it was him. I liked when it was uh, Tina and Tina Fey and Amy well, Poehler as well. Liked that. Yes, but here's why I like this, which this did not have last night. Um, was was uh, the fact that they had time. So like before and all the previous shows, it didn't seem like they were worried about coming in at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. or under you know certain minutes. So there was sketches it felt like in between everything and like there was a funny saying about every guest or guest uh, presenter. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. We didn't have that last night. Like, I, shit, after the cold open, I think Seth Meyers was gone after that. He maybe popped out once or twice. No presenter had there was no any. Time. Yeah, they didn't have any, like, they sometimes do a little joke between or a yeah. bit or whatever. Nobody did anything. They didn't have any time. Neil Patrick Harris was like, because we're running long, which is funny, but they didn't get, they literally just walk out and no. say nominees are. Yep. It's just like, fuck, he's just like rushed through the whole thing it felt it feels uncomfortable to me like that's my least favorite part is like when the music starts playing yeah i just get like oh god they played the clips of the movies and actors and actresses so fast fuck man i mean i'm 
I'm in the industry. I know I know these people well. You know, like I know their performances. And I, I looked at it and I was like, who the fuck is that? Wait, you what? forget what were they by the for? time. Yeah, by the time they're so announcing, fast. you're like, oh wait, what? What did they just show me? This is us. Mm-hmm. This is the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, uh, oh, uh, is it mini series or is this? A yeah, I know. You forget that uh, too. F- flew by. Flew by. The highlights, though, I would say Tommy Wiseau. That was so awesome. Was awesome from the I room. Loved it. Uh, the fact that he got to go. Um, Franco was pretty. James Franco was pretty hilarious. Um, and you know. I, the people were bitching online saying like uh i wish tommy wiseau would have gotten a talk i i think there was part of me that wanted him to there was part of me that hated that like being pushed away from the mic moment because it is so crazy though i know know. it's like it's about him you wouldn't be up there if it wasn't for him you played him like i i i understand it i just wonder what he was going to say and a lot of people did so they interviewed him this morning. Okay. And they said, what What were you going to say last night? Like, right. What were you hoping to say? And I don't know if he would have said this last night or not, but this what? morning he said, all I wanted to say was the world would be a better place if everyone loved each other. And it was, that was. How great would that have been? I guess. I don't know. Like, oh, people would have loved it. <laughs> See you later, Oprah. That would have been the, the I think the, my the my personal guess is this. Here's my my personal guess behind James Franco doing that. He probably had to do some press with Tommy Wiseau before, and it probably went way off the fucking rails. And oh, he was they, just like, oh shit, not on live TV. We're not fucking doing this. Yeah. Tonight. So he they've they did the circuit when they were doing press for the movie and like traveled all over and did like I think like the comic cons and stuff like that. And um. Yeah, he was he's he's unpredictable. <laughs> and that's to say the least. And that's James knows that probably better than anyone. He was like with him the whole time Boy. on the press tour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something about taking someone's story. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. listen, was that if this was a slave story, I don't want to go here. Sure. But if 12 years a slave, if they brought that guy up and pushed him away from the mic. Yeah, it'd be fucked up. It'd be fucked up. But not a good example. But no, you know, <laughs> it's ter- terrible example all the way across the board. I was wondering where you were going with that, and you went nowhere. Um, nowhere. It said, the sign said dead end, and you, right. you were like, eh, I'm going to try it anyways. I don't know. I just don't like that. No, part I get of it. it. I, I get that aspect of it. Like, but he's uh, unpredictable. And, and, and by the way, so a lot of people did say that online last night where they were like, look, James. Yeah. If it wasn't for Tommy and his whole fucking story, you wouldn't be up here winning a, yeah, a goddamn what, Golden what Globe. What is he winning it for? Which is the truth. Um, so, yes, I, I, looking back on it, maybe maybe it would have been fine when he was speaking, but I, I understand why Franco did it. He was probably just like, oh, boy, this and, is this is going, this could go real bad real quick. Yeah, and it was running long, and it's like I only have a couple minutes. He, James Franco is probably not winning one of those again. Just saying. <laughs> uh, like he's good but like i don't think he's winning another golden globe to be honest I, I, I so that was his moment i will not put it past him and i'll tell you why if you look back at his career it's been so weird which i i think on purpose but do you remember like 127 hours oh god you're right did he win something for that dude no, i'll tell you what he won for before remember james dean on tnt when he played fucking james dean in that and that's Biopic? I know, I don't remember that. He won for that? 
That's how he became James Franco. Okay. Because he was on Freaks and Geeks, but it was just like, ah, this is a weird show that nobody watched. Nobody really gave a shit about it. And then, boom, he comes out of nowhere and wins the Golden Globe for James Dean. And you're like, wait, what? Mm. Um, so, I, yeah. I mean, okay. shit. Fair. That's fair. Um, you're so, right. So He's such a weirdo. I don't know. So, it's so fucking strange. And, uh, but, but because of that, I think it lends itself to doing strange things, doing strange parts, and you could win one day, not maybe not you know next year, the year after, but maybe like five years down the road for another weird part, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like Sam Rockwell. I mean, fuck, look, look what uh, Franco's doing today. He's doing that movie or that show, The Deuce, on on oh, HBO, God. where he's playing twins, mm-hmm. which. People he, remember when he did soap? To dig? Yeah, he's doing, he did a soap opera he for a fucking soap year. Opera, like a full, you guys, daytime for a year. soap opera. Didn't make any mention of it, just literally like got on this soap. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Days of Our Lives. Something or, like yeah. that. Uh, d- does a soap opera for almost a year. Um, had them jam all of his days into like three months so they could stretch his part out for like almost like nine months to a year. <laughs> Um, for no seemingly what's reason. Then he goes back to college twice for no reason during the height of making all this money and doing all this shit. Um, when I worked with him, fuck, he, I told you he just showed up, wanted to learn directing too. So he ended up hanging out with a director afterwards. And it was just like, I mean, but li- literally right behind the camera, him. literally right behind the camera, right. just watching where it was like, you're staring at him five feet from your face where you're like, all right, cool. Um, and he's that dude, so you don't really give a shit. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't yeah. know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Again, we've had these conversations before because I've worked with him. My best friend has worked with him. A couple friends have worked with him. And they're all three different weird stories that like I, I have no idea. I have no idea what that real person's like. Hmm. Like the real James Franco. Therefore, I, I, I can't put it past him to fucking come back and, you know, Play an old Elvis in his seventies and win yeah, another Golden Globe. Yeah, like maybe, I, who knows? Maybe who knows? I that like him. I like him in interviews. I like him. Like I like him. I think I, I do too. And like you know, I look. I spent I don't know a couple of days with him on that on that movie, and uh, we had lunch and together every day and, and hung out. And like it was a very small movie, so like, uh, and he was a good guy. I I don't I don't have anything shitty to say about him. Um, right. So I. There, look, there's a lot of people I, I could fucking throw under the butt. He's not one of them. Right. Um, weird guy, but I don't, you know, I, I, fuck, man, I used one of his lines in something. I told you when we were shooting that movie at lunch the first day, I just came back from a, a, a rough cut screening of Pineapple Express. Mm. And it was fucking amazing. It was like three hours long. I love was, that movie. So do I. It's one of my favorites. And it was three hours long maybe 245 somewhere in there and then we're going to cut it down but even that long of a cut it was so good that long anyways i was like jesus christ this movie's going to crush right and i walked out of there and i was like i walked out of that, that rough cut screening and i was like man that guy's going to be fucking massive because this is one of the funniest movies i've ever seen yeah and this director was like oh hey you know the, the next day was like james is going to come by and do this thing and be in this movie. i was like oh fuck all right rad so i talked to him about it at lunch and I was like, man, you're going to fucking blow up next year because of this fucking movie. I just got out of the rough cut. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, and I was like, uh, uh, what else are you doing? He's like, oh, I just shot another movie. And I was like, and, you know, I'm doing this one. And I was like, what are you going to do after this? Because it was right around like December-ish, mm-hmm. you know, right around, right before Christmas. 
And he just goes, I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to go to Europe and paint for a while. And like, I, oh I almost burst out laughing at the table. I was just like, what? Wow. And he goes, yeah, I think I just might go for a couple months and, you know, just go to Europe and paint for a while. And like, kind of like looked away like James Deanish. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I could, I, like, I don't even think he showered. Oh, I'm sure not. That's serious. I'm sure not. He looked like he hadn't showered in three days. Mm-hmm. Although, even though we had a private chef, which all these movies do, he brought his own salad from Whole Foods. So, oh, c- he cared enough that that much to get his boy own. after my heart. But uh, uh, I heard later on down the road because I saw I saw the director of that movie had hit me up and was just like, "Hey, we come down and look at the, the rough cut of the movie and tell me what you think." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." So I, I went down there. Uh, and it was the day before New Year's Eve, and I went and looked at some footage he had cut together, and I go, hey, man. He pulled up a scene with, like, Franco, and I was like, he, I, I go, uh, hey, man, what did Franco end up doing? Just out of curiosity for, for the holidays. And he goes, oh, you know, I think he went to Europe to paint for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes, well, at least what? he did it. He did, he did. At least he did it. He you fucking can't, did it. Yeah. He, he went to Europe. I heard he went for, like, two or three months. Like, that was no fucking that. bullshit. I love that. I, yeah. But. I mean, look, if you have the means and you can, I guess for me at the time, like, yeah, I was just doing as many movies as I could just trying to stay working, you know? Um, to, you try to to get a name like James Franco, to try to get to that that level, you know? So you just keep making movies and all this shit. And, like, in no way, shape, or form in my mind could I ever picture, my, picture myself saying that to somebody else of, like, hey, man. I think I'm going to paint in Europe for a couple months. Uh, without bursting out laughing. Yeah, like with a like serious tone. Um, but, uh, you know, at that point, he'd probably done, man, maybe 20 movies, big movies back to back. And he, look, he hasn't slowed down either. He's not one of those dudes who rests. Like, I mean, shit, he directed that movie. I know, which is impressive too. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Eh. And, and, and is the lead. Man, yeah. that's fucking hard. Fucking A, dude. Because I've directed a lot of these goddamn things. And, and some people some people look at it and be like, I, why was there somebody else's name on there? I had to bring somebody else in. And I ended up, you know, I would give them credit because that's what they were looking for. Um, was a director credit on these fucking things. But I, I would do it simply because, I, dude, starring in this shit and being a director is fucking hard, man. Like, it got to the point where I started writing... I. Less scenes, I guess is what I would say. Because it was just like, all right, cool. If you're going to direct this shit, like, it's fucking hard. I don't know how he did a whole goddamn movie with him as the lead. Like, man, that's that's really difficult. Really yeah. fucking difficult. But uh, good on him. Uh, but that, that was, look, the Tommy Wiseau thing was fucking awesome. And then Oprah, man. I, I, we talked about it at the top. Talk about it now. You don't have Oprah. I don't think you have a fucking show last night. Mm-mm. There's not one beyond, like, super memorable moment. But you have Oprah, and then suddenly you had a show. You had a big, gigantic moment that everybody was talking about. And it was classic Oprah, man. She fucking brought the house down um, and just crushed that speech. She's the master. The master of that. The other thing is she's not going to be president, you fucking idiots. But anyway, we'll talk about that after after we get get done with the Globes. I want to that'll be our next topic because I really want to get into that. But I mean. The way that she can get people excited and get people inspired. Everyone, though. Like, insane. insane. Every, every, every man and woman, like, there is no one today across the like, board who was just yes. like, I fucking hated what Oprah said last night. Oh, no. I, no because one. she was so 
diplomatic, right? She was like, there's guys in here, men and women, that are working towards this change. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But not just being like, us girls, we need to blah, blah, blah. Just being like very much like extraordinary men, extraordinary women, and we're all working forward together and, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I There's a way to do it that makes everybody feel like they're a part of it and not excluding men from what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, she, and she was she did it. lights out. Um, and it was it was awesome. And like, I, 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 it's Oprah. That's the only thing you can possibly say is it's Oprah. I don't know a man or a woman alive today that could give a, a just crush speeches like for to, to anybody in the world. Um, I don't know that person. Uh, but Oprah, Oprah is, and yeah, that that saved the show in my opinion. Um, now let's get to the low lights. My favorite part, James. Oh yeah. My favorite. You love to tag them and drag them. Parts. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the beginning of the show with Nicole Kidman giving a speech for a half hour. That's they always do that. That's that's why the entire show is pushed for time, because you have somebody who gets up there and talks for a half hour, and then you're fucked. You're behind the eight ball for the rest of it. Why don't they cut her off at some point? Uh, they don't know. They just know. think, oh, we'll be okay. Yeah. No, yeah. every year it's the same way. And, and Get she, wise. she gets up there and she keeps saying, I'm going to keep talking because you guys are letting me. And it's just like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, there you go. So then everyone's so that right fucked. There, fucked everybody. None of the presenters could come out and say like a funny bit. Nothing. Could do anything. Uh, there was no time for it. All the fucking highlights of all that other shit was sped up, and it was all because of Nicole Kidman's bullshit. Um, so if you're wondering why it seemed like such a rushed and hurried show and everybody got played off, um, it's because Nicole Kidman started that off yeah. with a fucking 30-minute speech thanking everybody in her goddamn life from you know caretakers of her fucking grandmother's car. Except for Tom Cruise, who she should have thanked. Yeah, she should have thanked him, and then... Uh, <sighs> Thank the Church, church of, of Scientology. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to her. Jesus Christ, you know? Nicole Kidman. Uh, next up was Natalie Portman for me. I know. It was a low. It was a low. What the fuck was that? just wasn't okay. Yeah. I don't know. And now the the best, what was it? The nominations for Best Director, which are all male or something like now, that? And now the, nom- the all male nominees for exactly. Best Director. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's like, oh. And like. The first male director is like, all right, yeah, thanks. Like, it was uh, Guillermo del Toro, by the this. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's you know, fuck, it is unbelievably difficult to get nominated for a Golden Globe, even more so as a director. Like, fuck, yeah. Um, and then to hear that bullshit, <laughs> like you railed the whole goddamn night against men and everything else, and fucking times up. And then you get up there, Natalie Portman, with Ron Howard. Because Ron Howard was... Yeah, and he was uncomfortable. Co-presenting with her. Yeah, and he was like, ah, yikes. And he's the nicest dude in the world. Like, then you made that motherfucker feel uncomfortable? Like, fuck her for that stupid shit. That's Um, another one of my, like, pet peeves, too. Is, like, making things uncomfortable like that. For people that don't deserve it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to go up to some fucking asshole and say something and make them uncomfortable... That's fine. 
but just this like weird it's just classless i think yeah it's like just be in in real talk here like there maybe could have been two female directors potentially nominated not for drama like i would have said the director of wonder woman maybe for you know comedy or musical if you're gonna include wonder woman in that category Mm -hmm. uh for director um uh, on the other side of it, uh, probably that girl from Lady Bird should have been nominated somewhere in there. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Well, the only reason I say that is because the movie won Best Picture, right? Best Musical yeah. Comedy. Uh, well, yeah, Best Musical Comedy, yes. So It did not win Best Drama, however. It's not a drama, though. Hmm. Well, I-, I think it'll be nominated for an Oscar. Right. But, like, um, I guess I just don't understand the thinking behind it being the best movie in the category and giving no credit to the director director and the writer who is the same person. Like that could have been a really easy and well-deserved nomination. And I think if she wasn't in there and her movie wasn't also nominated, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like Wonder Woman, it wasn't nominated at all. Like, sorry. People, they just didn't think it was worthy of that. And that's fine. But if it was up for best picture, but not for, you know what I mean? Right. So I guess that's the only disconnect for me. Other than that, if you're not good enough, you're not on the, you're not on the ballot as far as I can see. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? My personal gripe with, with Natalie Portman and that whole fucking comment about female directors is this. There is not a lot of females in Hollywood who want to be directors. Right. Uh, I went to film school. There was no females in there that wanted to direct. Yeah. They just didn't, they didn't want to do that. That, that. that is a job that not a lot of females really want or strive for. And I, I have rarely heard that out of a female's mouth in L.A. All those fucking years is, oh, my God, what I really want to do is direct. Never. Never. I never fucking heard that, ever. Yeah, so if there was more female directors out there that were you know, really, really trying to to direct I, I think that's the disconnect of it where you know uh w- what's her nuts barbara streisand yeah so she, she uh, won uh yeah she won she was like i can't believe it's been since 1984 mm-hmm. again i i just don't hear it that much yeah um i've worked with a million people and there's you know i've hired a million women on sets i've never heard one of them come up to me and say man i, I just i really want to direct it's just that is it's just one thing that that has never happened even if you know film school it's mostly dudes uh and i don't know why i don't know why you watch things and and you know as a kid or whatever it is and say all right i want to direct or i don't want to direct um but uh i think there'll be more and more coming up you know but it's just they're not there yet because it has it you know i wonder if in film school right now there is Film school, there's there's what? More, some women that want to be oh, yeah. directors. I, and it all, you know, it's I, I equate it to like MMA, right? So like it's very recent that girls even started thinking about being, you know, fighting. Sure. So it's going to take a while for like the best to even come up. Yeah. I, it's also, you know, one of these things coming up where, I don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to direct a dr- like a, a drama for a studio or something like that because that's that is a dinosaur like that is a dying breed right now where it's like shit 
I mean, you know, the chick who got to direct uh, Black Panther coming up from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, you know, the girl who directed Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Those are two superhero movies. Lady Bird was an, let's face it, was an independent film mm-hmm. that eventually got acquired, but that wasn't a studio movie. Right. Uh, it's it's done really well in the box office now, but uh, that was by no means a studio movie, and she wrote that herself and directed it. I think if I almost think if that that's that's going to be the path going forward for these types of movies, um, or you know you do a fucking superhero movie, right? So I, I don't I don't know anybody though that that goes to film school saying I'm I'm coming to film school to do uh to do a superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. Never. Like never. I, I've never heard one kid say, "Dude, I went to film school to to really make fucking the next big comic book movie." That's never a thing. But uh, look, Natalie Portman, she's a small girl, but she she really was able to climb up on her fucking high horse last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know if she smug. used a stepladder or it was smug and it was weird and it just wasn't. That felt like a, a lot of women last night, though. A lot of women felt real smug about it and like this is our. Look, time's up. Time's up. Uh, the other thing I was not happy about last night was uh, Frances McDormand getting bleeped for no reason. Yeah. They just, is she a live wire? I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen, I've seen her do speeches before and accept awards and I never. They bleeped out half her speech last night, which did not make any sense to me. And I was like, and I kept like blinking and like looking for words that she was saying. And I was like, oh, maybe she said cocksucker. No, no, no. She didn't. No, she, she didn't. was starting You're a real to say... doorstopper. You know, yeah, like things like, like that. Uh, shite, she said last night. Shot. She was saying, "Get a shot" or yeah. something, uh, and it was like they bleeped it, thinking they just had their hand on that button. I don't know why for her though, because she never she talks about politics, or any, but she's fucking weird in general. <laughs> she was being weird, uh, and maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were just like, "This one's gonna go off." If anyone's going to, it's her and. Uh, she didn't it but was kind of funny like, Frances McDormand no. doesn't talk about politics or anything and she uh, said she was like I keep my politics private but I like everything that's happening she yeah. her speech was probably going to be the most tame yeah I, and she was it was weird as she is it was a good speech and it was fun I was just like all right cool hair 90 different colors looks like she dyed it herself cut it little, herself yeah she, the right before the dress just, was the dress of the very first pilgrims yeah who, who had Thanksgiving here <laughs> yeah Yep, she gave zero fucks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I don't understand why they were bleeping uh, 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 so her the whole fucking time. Jeez. Weird. Um, and then last but not least, that Guillermo del Toro asking for his time, just time to give a speech after winning for Shape of Water as the best director, mm-hmm. uh, which he won. Um, and then him, him just saying like, "God, it just crushed my soul" when he just said. Look, I've been working for 25 years to get this to this one moment. Can I please just thank people I want to thank? And uh, they finally killed the music then. And I was just like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Like, because uh, you you sit there and like, you know, you take it for granted of like, all right, great. Just get on with your fucking thing. But like, dude, everybody there has worked really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And it is, again, if you're nominated for a Golden Globe, it is fucking next to impossible. Um, for a lot of people, it's a once in a lifetime thing. If you're lucky, if you're fucking lucky, uh, for the rest of us, fuck, we'll never know. Right. Um, so, 
Uh, I was happy he asked for that, and I was happy they allowed it at least, but it was really shitty that he had to ask, especially for such a big category. Yeah, like to, towards the end, it's like best actor, best, best film, best director. It's yeah. like let them yeah. kind of- Let them talk for a little bit. Have their time, but no, Nicole Kidman took everyone's fucking time. Every, everybody's time, everybody. Uh, now I want to get into the, the Oprah for president thing. Okay. Because- NBC sent out a tweet afterwards last night about this was her coming out for 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, everybody's gone bug fuck over it today. Gail last night said she's thinking about it. Um, they have Stedman said sh- she should do it. Her husband. She, he said it's up to the people. She would do it if. Yeah. If they want it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and you're saying no on this. No. I don't think so. What's the reasoning? Let me ask you that. I just don't. She's said a million times like she doesn't have political like background or aspirations. It's not her strength. Like her strength is, you know, inspiring people and like. Isn't that what a president is though? No. Don't you have to know policy and kind of like know what you're doing? Trump didn't. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where to me. Um, after hearing them speak about it and everything else, the only thing that makes sense left for Oprah is to become president. What else is there for Oprah anymore? I think she's great. I think she has a, a great life. She, she does have a great life. She does whatever everybody she wants. everybody is coming to you as the savior saying, look, we, we, need, we need a leader like you in the world, how do you turn that down is my question. How do you turn down knowing more than likely that you would probably win and be president of the United States? Does she want that? I don't know. And that's that's so here's the thing. That's the only reason I think she might not run is because of that. Um, Because no matter who gets in there, Obama, Trump, fucking Bush, Oprah, 50 percent of the United States is going to hate you simply because of what you believe in. If Mm -hmm. you're a Democrat. Republicans are going to hate you. Mm-hmm. If you're a Republican, the Democrats are going to hate you. 50% of the people are just going to hate you. Mm-hmm. Oprah is so beloved around the world. And I, f- I feel the same way sort of with Trump. Before he got into office and politics and any one speech at all, he was just kind of that fucking fun dude who you're just like, eh, it's the dude from The Apprentice and he was rich. A lot Part of, of the deal. Did, a lot of people didn't like him then. I, I didn't. But. Even then, I, I it was harmless, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. To me personally, it was like, ah, art of the deal guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, the apprentice, you're fired, whatever. Mm-hmm. No big deal. He walked around, went to restaurants, went to parties, went to fucking, you know, Hollywood events. People loved him. People said hello. Everybody was great. Becomes president. Half of America hates you. Um, and I think that's the one reason. If you're Oprah, you look at Trump in there now, and what he's going through, and how much he was just as visible as her in public and out in Hollywood and doing shit all the time. And you see that half of America and then half of the world fucking hates you knowing that, Oh man, this might be my job. And like half day one, half of these motherfuckers are going to hate me all over the world. That's tough. And I think to me, that's the only thing reason why she wouldn't do it. The rest of it doesn't make sense to me. She's won Oscars. She's, fucking started her own network she had a show for years and years and years that was massive like if if you're looking at yourself as the most inspirational person in the world 
and everyone else is looking at you as the most inspirational person in the world. I think she feels like she can do more in the position that she's in now. And she I, I does don't think so. do a lot. So I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know how people explain that to her like that and say you can do more. She knows she can do more. You, nobody has to explain anything to Oprah. But as the president, you have the most lasting impact there could possibly ever be. You're changing laws. So you will never, no matter what, in my opinion, you will never have that impact as a, as a talk show host, as an actor. Uh, what else is she doing? Fucking Weight Watchers? She owns Weight Watchers now? She owns Weight Watchers. She does Super Soul Sunday. She uh, it's just, to me, has all kinds of foundations all over the world. It's, but... it's not the reach. Like You can reach more people as president. You can enact laws that are going to change lives uh, for the good or bad. And, you know, I, I don't know how you walk away from that. If everybody came to me, not that this would ever happen in a million goddamn years, but if everybody came to me and said, hey, Ross, you're the guy we want and everybody needs you as president. Um, and, and if the majority of the population and everybody was telling me that all the time and said, you should do this, like me personally, I would feel an obligation to do it of like, all right, fuck, man, I, I, I'll go and serve the country. I'll so go and do this job. So you think she's going to do it? What's your I, final? I am genuinely torn after last night. Okay. So you think she's into it? I don't know if she's into it so much as the response of everyone else being into it now is going to come back on her like a wave. And you're going to get all these people, these super PACs that you don't hear about, these nameless fucking people that are going to come and start calling her and say, hey, we'll give you fucking 10, 20 million to run. Like, what's the number? Let's let's do this. And a lot of people don't know this story. And I was we were I was briefly talking to you about it last night. Somebody was talking about thanking Quincy, Quincy Jones for something. Mm-hmm. Was it on the red carpet? Uh, no, I think it was in a speech. Maybe. Um, fuck, it might have been Oprah. Who knows? Um, e- either way, I leaned over to you when Quincy Jones's name was mentioned, and I go, dude, that guy is is quietly behind everything there is. And when Obama ran. A lot of people don't know this. When Obama was thinking about running, but mm-hmm. hadn't really gotten the race, they had a Quincy Jones had a dinner with Oprah, all the most powerful black people in the United States at Quincy Jones's house, and they said, "How do we do this? How do we get this guy in office? This is the guy that that can change the world." Mm-hmm. And and I'll start at Quincy Jones's house. They had this dinner. Everybody gave their unwavering support and said they would get this done and help help do this. I just can't imagine Quincy Jones and those same people aren't having these conversations behind the scenes with Oprah now. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I find curious about the timing of this is it's 2018 now. Right. You're going to have to start now. Start essentially in the fall. Primaries will start, you know, next year. So you're going to have to start in the fall, start gathering fundraising, all that shit to get to take on this beast of a, a fucking run because it's. Running for president looks exhausting, um, but you're gonna you're gonna have to to start now. And who do you have on the Democratic side right now? The rumor that I've heard in these little pack meetings, these super pack meetings, all these these dinners and shit we've talked about on the show is Kamala Harris. But there still isn't any genuine excitement for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden, 
de- desperately wants to fucking run. Oh. However, nobody wants Joe Biden to run no. for the Democrats. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Bernie Sanders, you know, that that guy, I, I think he will actually run again if he's still alive. Oh, my God. I do. Wow. I really do. Even though his wife is is under grand jury indictment right now. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're taking her that case to the grand jury of uh, of her college. She got some money for a college. She promised a lot of people some shit, and real estate went bad. And uh, oh, okay, uh, people lost a lot of money. Got it on this, and um, so she is she is currently under investigation. And if that doesn't catch up to her, I think uh, I think Bernie will actually run again, mm. unless it was somebody against like Oprah. I don't think she'd run against Oprah. Who? Who? Bernie. You don't think he would run against? I don't think he would run against Bernie. I mean, uh, Bernie would run against her. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I don't think Biden I don't would. I, I don't know anybody who would run against you her. You can't. Would Biden? If she really is doing it, you can't run against her. Nobody can. It's crazy, right? Because nobody's yeah. going to get up there and say a, a nasty word about Oprah. And these primaries are ugly. They get they get dark real fucking quick. No one's going to say anything to Oprah from that side. What are you going to say? You're a shitty human? No one's ever said Oprah's a shitty human. Mm-mm. Ever. She doesn't have any... She doesn't have any dirt, right? Nothing. I mean, maybe nothing. Nobody maybe knows she anything. Does. I don't know. Nobody knows anything about the her. Thing the too only thing is that I dig into everything. It's like why? Why they dig into everything? But like the only thing that I've do. ever heard about Oprah, a friend of mine from college, his wife worked on her show for ten years, and I was like, "What's the fucking story? What's what's the sitch with Oprah?" And they were like, "Nothing, man. She's really super hardworking, and she expects everybody else that works for her to be hardworking, and." Uh, business-wise, they were like, dude, she's the best business sense out of anyone you'll ever meet. And it is always business with Oprah, they said. And I was like, all right, still, none of that sounds bad. We were just like, that's that's yeah. that's kind of what, what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I don't know. I, I If I had to say today, I'd say 70-30 she runs. Okay. I'm going to say absolutely not. And if, by the way, if she doesn't, I'm going to stick to to my reasoning that I think to go through that, to be hated by half the population is too much for people to bear. Um, and if you're going to truly change things, let's face it, half the population is going to hate you. You can't appease everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Trump's biggest issue is with, with you know Twitter and all that shit is... He, I don't think he can let this go where he was probably so beloved in the past that like all this negative shit. Now it's just too much where he was just like, man, I just I used to be a fucking rad dude who roll around and go to sweet dinners. And, you know, like yeah, everybody want to take a picture with Trump before. Yeah. I mean, he was he was the guy. Yeah. Was like, ah, all right. Great. Hillary would hang out, hung out yeah, with him. They used to. They were fucking yeah. friends. They were all friends. Um, the kids were friends. Right. And everybody forgets that. And it's like, there was obviously something there. That you right. guys were all friends before. So, yeah, I, that's my reasoning. If, if, if that doesn't go down, I just think it would be too much where it's just like, man, being a president, is, is there a harder job than that? No. Fuck me. And, and for, for the most part, I mean, it can be really unfulfilling, I'm sure. I'm sure. Unless you love it, unless you love politics, unless you but you were love s- all of it. Serving your country and it's like unless I, you love it. Yeah. All of that. It it can be 
a lot of hatred, a lot of closed doors as far as things you want to do and put through. And um, with with not a lot of rewards, she she has an amazing couple houses in Santa Barbara and Montecito. She doesn't want to go to fucking D.C. So Fuck let's that see. shit. Yeah, yeah, and that that the White House. She's sixty three now. So what in three years or two years? Um, she's only sixty five. Trump's seventy. Right. It's not out of the question. It's does Oprah want to give up? No these golden years and live in the white house and deal with these fucking assholes that hate you. Half the people that hate you. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll go 70, 30 this other bandwagon thing. It's like time's up. Oprah 2020. It's like, well, no people were saying real? Oprah before in, in all fairness, like this has right. been going on for a while. Uh, it got dragged back out when she gave that empowering mm-hmm. speech last night. And you were like, eh? what was that? A oh, presidential I mean, I was... speech. Like, Sure, as hell, goddamn, seemed like it. Jesus. Um. So yeah, that that dominated today, and then you know you had a uh, goopy jeans got engaged. Oh, what? How would that go down? The fucking worst. Uh, you want to take a stab at how that went down? But she was that at a, a Coldplay concert? Yeah, well, that would have been the best. <laughs> yeah, they're just so cool with it, right? Yeah. Aren't they all just like so fine? Uh, she consciously uncoupled now she's she's consciously recoupling again coupling um and she did it with an announcement on her website goop goop (laughs) goop.com which that is not a lie yeah it's called goop you guys like we don't say we don't say that it's the worst the fucking worst and it was it looked like a pinterest like picture and quotes Mm -hmm. there was a quote on it Ah, oh, sure, sure, sure. Like an inspirational quote. Cool, cool, and, cool, you know, cool, cool. We're a couple or we're coupling or uh-huh. some bullshit we're like coupling. that. And I was just like, oh, God. Cupping. Yeah. And he's the co creator of Glee. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So she's always she's always wanted to sing deep down inside. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, she was on that show. Yeah. Is that where they met? Maybe. Chris Martin and her were still together then. Weird, right? Oh, Weird. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> real cool. Um, but that's how they got. That's that was the announcement. It was just a Pinterest. Yeah, picture. Pinterest card, a picture of like, oh, oh we're fucking. And I was just like, oh damn it, I can't, I can't fucking take her. Well, at least she's gotten out of that nightmare relationship. Yeah, with Chris Martin. With Chris Martin, who just seems like. A piece of garbage trash. <laughs> Time's up, Chris Martin. You know what I mean? With one of the most horrible human beings I know. on the planet. Good for you, Chris. Get out. Run. Oh, God. By Run the way, a lot free. Of people, a lot of people last night were, were pissed off that Get Out um, didn't win anything. Such a weird category. It was just It's missed. a horror movie. Yeah, it was at, it, at its heart, it's a, it's a horror movie. I liked it, it, it but sure. it's a horror movie. And horror movies like that never end up in the Golden Globes. I think it was lucky to even be there. For sure. So I, I thought the performances nice were was, good, but it's right. a horror movie. Mm. It's not, you know, you're not Sam Rockwell where you're getting, you know, burned alive in a movie and then, you know, like Sam Rockwell. Like, it's not that type of movie. Right. That it's was another major highlight for me. So oh, Rockwell winning, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just felt like an indie person, like finally making it. You know, like I, someone that I've watched and like admired for a long time for the 
indie choices that he made, which weren't big blockbusters. They weren't like, no, again, he said nobody saw them, but yeah. it was projects that he would like, that he would think about, you know, that he wanted to do. I think that was a makeup call for me. Him winning was a makeup call from yeah, it was uh, a body Confessions of, work, of a Dangerous yeah, Mind. Yeah. Because he should have won then. Absolutely. That was what, 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was happy to see him win. Happy to see him win. Um, somebody asked why Black Mirror wasn't nominated last night. Uh, they only do six episodes. Yeah. So I think to qualify, you have to do eight. Okay. Um, huh. So why don't they do eight then? I, I don't know. Weird. I don't it's know. Like they and purposely I, don't want to. It made me go and look it up last night. How many did they did this season? I was like, oh, maybe they'll be nominated next year. So I, I looked up this season. Mm-hmm. Six episodes. They're not going to qualify for it next year either. So I, there's your answer, kids. They're not, they're not making episodes for awards. They're just making dope episodes just to make them. And today's story was super cool about that show, which we just, uh, we just watched that, that, that the new, I guess you'd call it a season, right? Yeah, it's a season. Yeah. We don't care how many episodes they have. We it's don't. a season. And it was incredible, by the way. Fuck. Oh, my God. Just uh, amazing. Every episode melts your mind. But in the episode Crocodile, where the girl is... Uh, uh, oh, my God. Boy. No oh. spoilers, but that one... That one I'll just tell you, is the I'll, worst. I'll, 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 I'll give you a, a brief kind of... Without spoiling it. Without having any spoilers. It's, it's about a couple who accidentally kills someone. Mm-hmm. And then the show goes on. Cover it up. The guy comes back to ask. Oh, to con- good enough, right there. Well, um, ah, totally good, Japes. Um, just th- that's, that's what all they it is. Said in the article. Um, but it, it's it says in the article. Spoiler alert. Oh, do not read this oh, oh, unless oh. you've seen it. So that's all we're going to say about it. Um, <laughs> in one of the scenes, though, is the beauty of it is uh, the guy holds up a news article saying this is the person we killed, and. If you if you zoom in on it, screenshot it and zoom in on it, it's it says something to redditors that just says who would stop a fucking show just to read one sentence on a magazine in a TV show and then go and look it up what it says and like, then put it on Reddit. Ah, so good. It's so good. Trolling. It's the like because you really had to go out of your way for this. Um, which is amazing, and then all everybody on Reddit was like, "Dude, they're fucking, they're, they know, they're talking they know. to us." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I find that incredible. I love when people take the time shows to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, remember Better Call Saul? Like any number that they would have yep. on like billboards or was it? Better I, Call I, Saul? We, I, we would call them all too. Or was it to Breaking it. Bad? Uh, yeah, both. 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 Yeah, and you would call them, and it would be the actual. Hmm voicemail which Numbers is like I, I love loved that, that detail that's fucking cool man that's awesome especially look you go on these sets like to even ask for extra shit like that like out of your art department yeah good luck can you guys set up a phone number that just goes to this phone yeah and then as a director you have to think about shooting that right so it's clear to the audience and you're like all right sweet um but yeah i, I was stoked to see that i was just like man that show's amazing fucking get it man they fucking get it Big fan of Black Mirror. Uh, last but not least, the the fucking uh, the 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 other story I, I really want to touch on is for the Cleveland Browns fans. 
Oh. Boy. Oof. It's one thing to go 0-16 uh, in a season. Only happened twice, uh, you know, where you finish defeated in sports. Not undefeated, completely defeated every single game. They had a parade for the perfect season at the stadium where everybody got together and they walked around the stadium in circles for the zero for 0-16. And, <laughs> and it was like 11 below in yeah. Cleveland. All these people uh, came out and my buddy hit me up and he goes, dude, we were there. Some friends of ours were I there. I know who hit you up. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly who hit me up. And, and uh, he goes, actually, like for his angry as we are about our team and we have been for years and years and years because last year they were one in 15 so oh. they've won one game in two years which has oh never happened in the nfl um he said it was like a weird bonding experience everybody got super trashed and and had a had a blast listen they know how to party yeah that's yeah. not the, Cleveland the issue definitely knows yeah yeah that's not the issue and they have great fans that, i think that's super why passionate. they can't win they might die do you know what I mean? Like the amount that they party for the the loss. If the Browns <laughs> or the Bills, uh, I would say one, two in the NFL, most passionate fans, Bills Mafia, number one. Number two is the Browns fans. Um, Bills Mafia, though, they were in the they were in the playoffs this weekend. Hmm. They played. It was the, the worst game of all time. Aww. It was 10 to three. Sure. That was an actual score of a total number of points in an NFL game, which you never see anymore. 10 to 3. Um, but their fans are the most passionate. They're the ones who are always smashing through tables, lighting shit on fire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, I, yeah. I mean, fucking crazy. So they played, they haven't been in the, the playoffs in like 20 years. And they played Jacksonville. There's not a city that's further from Buffalo than Jacksonville. But they all came, took over the stadium. The, the photos and the videos that were going on from the chaos in Jacksonville was berserker just absolutely berserker i mean they treated it like it was fucking spring break i mean they were crashing through tables like some guy was dressed as the fucking ultimate warrior um multiple people got lit on fire uh crashing through tables uh there was <laughs> fight, there was fights in the stands Time at a playoff die. game you never have fights in the stands Especially at a playoff at a playoff game. Oh my god! I mean, as a kid in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, uh, that was the stadium we had when I was a kid. It was empty. Nobody would go to Falcons games because we were terrible, and uh, it was empty. And the people there were, were getting super fucked up. Yeah. So like that was the last time I remember like hardcore fights at a game. Like there were always fights breaking out. Um, I've been in a couple fights at games, but not. Where, where ones were breaking out all over the stadium. This happened in Jacksonville, and it was, it was just a blast to see. I just wish the Bills could have fucking won. That would have been incredible, just so this party could have rolled on another yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'll be honest, watching the footage, I wish I was there. <laughs> I wish I was fucking there. And I have a, I have a, a weird suggestion for Bills, for the Bills, the the Buffalo Bills organization, and the Bills fans. Their biggest problem, and again, I'm a fantasy diehard, fantasy football diehard, so I know everybody's goddamn roster um, from playing fantasy football. Their biggest problem is they don't have a quarterback. It was Tyrod Taylor, who was your backup quarterback. You yeah. dropped him. I had him for a week. He was fucking awful. Um, I, I think 
I think the guy you maybe go out and get, because they got to get a quarterback in this draft, is probably who's probably still going to be on the board by the time he gets there, is Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. I think you put that cocky little motherfucker on that team. He'll fit right in. Yes. And I think that is the guy for that city. Your jersey sales would explode. Your fans would explode. That's the dream right there. Uh, that's that's it. Kind of like when the the the, the Browns ja- drafted Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Like, fuck, it seemed awesome at the time. It seemed so fucking perfect. awesome. It seemed perfect. Johnny Manziel fucked that up on his own. I I still think he has the talent mm-hmm. to play in the NFL. He just signed with the Canadian football team yesterday, okay. so he's going to play in Canada this this upcoming season, trying to make a a comeback at the mm-hmm. NFL. But like, I think he's too fucked up on drugs and alcohol to really do it. Oh my god. Whereas Baker Mayfield. I don't know, but if you're going to give it a shot anyways, like your quarterback can't be any worse than the guys you had. So like, why not roll with it for the fans and really fuck shit up? Because holy fuck, if Baker Mayfield came to Buffalo, all of your dreams would come true, at least for a season. That would be fun to watch. Where Yeah. It would be great theater. Um, uh, and and I, I, I do want to say to to people... Um, who were writing fucking Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield shit on my wall. I, I don't dislike him as a player. I, he's a great player. He's been able to do a lot with a, a small body. He's a small man. Mm-hmm. He's probably not an NFL quarterback. Is there people that beat the odds? You bet. Doug Flutie did. Drew Brees. So I, if he does it, more power to him. Like I, I, it, If he breaks through and he's great, he will become an all-time legend simply because of the disadvantage he is up against. And looking back at this college football season, you know, uh, right now, Bama is playing Georgia in, in, uh, for the national championship. Baker Mayfield played the game before against Georgia. It, look, it's the third quarter. It's fucking 13-0. We're doing this live right now on a Monday night. This is one of the boringest goddamn games on the face of the planet. It would have served college football better had somebody like Baker Mayfield been in the national championship at least. Yeah. Because watching these two snoozers go, go, go at it is, uh, is kind of brutal. Um, so I, I, I don't hate Baker Mayfield. I, I think he's a cocksucker, but sure. he's entertaining. And I would rather you be entertaining than right. Boring any mm-hmm. fucking day of the week. So, um, I think all of those people who wish death on Baker Mayfield last week are looking at this game tonight going, Shit, I wish that little smug yeah, motherfucker was in there. Kind of miss Baker. So at least you have somebody to hate. Or, right, you know, right. Something. Something. You don't have anything in this game. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's my two cents on Baker Mayfield and the Bills fans. They're always entertaining, and I love watching their shit online. Uh, and I was super sad that they, they, they lost. In a dream world, they would be in the Super Bowl, and they would be crashing through tables and fucking up sponsors and, yeah, and massive corporations. It would be awesome. Shake it up. It'd be awesome. Uh, and with that, we're going to get to the revolutionary figure of the day. Um, and that's that goes out to a man uh, who started this whole fucking thing. His name is Del Reed. He was the one who coined the hashtag Bill's Mafia. So all of this has been Bill's Mafia. Like because of this <laughs> one guy, now you have this crazy out of control fan base that prides themselves on hashtag Bill's Mafia. And they are fucking shit up in every city. And it's awesome. It's because of this one dude. Uh, all because in November of 2010, Bills wide receiver Stevie Johnson 
He used to have, he used to have that motherfucking fancy football. Mm. He dropped a touchdown pass that would have given Buffalo a shocking upset over the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning in overtime. And later that evening, Johnson went on social media and said, you expect me to learn from this? How? I'll never forget this. Ever. Thanks, though. All in caps. Uh, he was clearly upset and disappointed. Social media was new. In particular, so was Twitter. Um, became a big deal. The next day, everybody talked about it. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted, like, hashtag Schefter breaking news. And the Bills fans went after him. And they were like, dude, you might as well have just said, fucking man discovers fire, you fucking dumb shit. <laughs> Um, and some guy, then they were making up fake hashtags to make fun of Adam Schefter mm-hmm. and Del Reed wrote hashtag Bill's mafia and has forever wow. changed our lives for Good the better. For, I mean, for the better hero. Yeah. Hero. Here's to you, Del Reed. Uh, <laughs> Bill's mafia for life. You dude. really did it, buddy. God you damn made it. your mark. I hope you get a quarterback and I hope your team becomes awesome because it, it's just, it's funner for the nation. It's funner for the sport when it when you have fans that passionate about it. Uh, it's great. It's great. Um, and and to those of you wondering at home, no, Jesse Wiseman did not win a Golden Globe for Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. Yeah, snubbed. Snubbed. Yeah, we didn't get into the snubs, but uh, one of them, obviously, it was me. Yeah, and you know, look, I I wrote and directed it. Um, snubbed. 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 I had a speech and everything. Yeah. Um, so you know what I did today in honor of the, the Golden Globes? What'd you do? Um, I own that movie. Like a studio doesn't own it, nothing. Uh, the people made that happen, and then we gave it back to them for free. Sure. So what I did was I put it up on iTunes. So it's on, if you go to our podcast video feed on iTunes, today, as of today, Helen Keller versus Nightwolves is on iTunes for free. Just type in Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. In the podcast feed? Yes, in our podcast oh, feed. Weird. But the beauty of it is with iTunes, it goes by keywords. So That's if you type awesome. in Helen Keller versus Nightwolves, you're going to find the movie for free. And, and it's in our podcast video feed for Ross Patterson Revolution. So you can watch a free fucking movie. Um, it's both yeah. of us. It's, it's, you know, along with the rest of our video shows, then you have Helen Keller versus Nightwolves free on your phone or wherever you're going. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a hilarious movie. And I figured out like a weird way how to beat the system on doing that. Oh, let's. Yeah. So uh, whatever. Check it out. Uh, Apple couldn't stop me. So it was great. (laughs) It was great. Um, So it's up. And uh, I watched a little bit of it earlier as a, to test it out when it was up. And uh, it looks good. Clean. Nice. Clean. Clean HD. Snub. Uh, snub. 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 Um, so <laughs> go check it out if you want. If you want a good chuckle. Uh, for Jesse Wiseman, aka the Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is the revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. Uh-huh.